is the G220 effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is the G220 effect. We believe that this word will help bring transformation in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Let's get it and let's go. Ooh, wow, wow, wow. I am feeling, feeling, feeling froggy today, so I got to leap, 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 leap. And so as we dive in, I got to say this, some live by the gun some live by the knife and others live by the sword. Man, yeah. I live by the sword. That is for sure. The Man. sword of the spirit. What you packing? You packing a little sharp nine iron or you you packing a full fledged blade machete <laughs> type or you're packing the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Amen. It is Man. so powerful. Let's just read Ephesians six real quick. It says that, uh, in verse, uh, we'll start off with around verse, um, uh, 14. It says, stand there for having your loins girt about with truth after you put this full armor, right? And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Mm -hmm. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the Word of God. Man, why is the sword last? And I, you know what? I got my own take on that. Why the sword is last? Because guess what? After you done prepared, guess what's last and not least what you need? The sword. Because what does the sword do? It divides. It cuts. It pushes stuff off that's not supposed to be there. You get rid of the things that are not supposed to be there, the things of the heart, the things that you're concerned with, the things that, that are stopping you from being who you are, the things that are stopping you from doing what you're supposed to do. Here is that sword getting ready to divide asunder what's not good and what's not his and making a clear-cut decision on basis on what god has said who you are who you're supposed to be his determination of where you're going and not what you think and how you think you should be man amen and it, it and it it divides to make us really see what the truth is. What is the truth versus a lie? And we're going to get into some scripture that's really going to be amazing. But we just want to start off by just saying that the sword of the spirit is not only the Bible, but every word that Jesus has spoken to us from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you know what? That makes sense because the Holy Spirit is always speaking life to us. It's speaking decision making. I mean, better decision making tactics so that we make good decisions. We make better decisions. We make the best decisions. You know, and a lot of times we make decisions based out of the contents of our heart, what's going on around us, what's shaped around us, what's happening and what's new and what's hot and what's what's the new craze, what's the new fad and all that stuff. Instead of making decisions that are truthfully from the heart of God, that's going to be good for us and that's going to be long lasting like that, you know, that everlasting gum, you know, that long lasting <laughs> taste, which we know ain't long lasting. But guess what? That Don't, thing gets hard and tasteless. Man, then. <laughs> you start chewing hard. Start chomping like, 
Man, <laughs> you like, man, try to get the flavor out of it, get the last the piece of juice gone. out of it. It's gone. Not everlasting after gone. all. Not everlasting <laughs> after all. But guess what? This sword of the spirit we have, it's the everlasting truth. It's the everlasting gospel that God has imparted in us. And it's the gospel that's supposed to change our life. It's Hallelujah. the gospel that's supposed to change who we are. It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God that's supposed to divide what's right from what's wrong so that we make a choice. God is constantly getting us to the point where we should make a choice. And if we're not making choices based on the word of God, then we're making choices based on us. And what we think it should be. But this is what the sword does. The sword divides the right things. It divides the even things and the odd things. So that we make the even and the truth instead of making it odd and the lie. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah. So you're pretty much saying only the living word is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And we know there's a scripture to support this. If you want to go with us to Hebrews 4, um, 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4 and 12 reads, and it say, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Why is that a two-edged sword? Because guess what? With a two-edged sword, that means it's, it's, it's going to do more damage than what a single-edged sword would do. It's going to divide, actually, and make two parts out of the one so you can actually see that it is two instead of it being just one. Because think, you ever thought about have you, you've had paper stuck together? And it's like, oh, shoot, it's one piece of paper. And then you look at it, you keep looking at it. And then when you, you lick your finger and you grab the paper, you're like, oh, it's two. It was so just stuck you're together. the one who licks your fingers and gives <laughs> us the dirty paper. <laughs> nah, <kidding>. bruh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's so funny because, you know, you ever, you ever had that happen, though, when you have the two pieces of paper and they're stuck together and you lick your fingers and you see, oh, it's two. It's not just one. This is what the sword does. It, it divides that we began to see all the lies that we've been living, all the untruths that we've been speaking, and we get to see them for what they are, face value, as we say, and that we get to see that, man, I have been making the wrong choice all this time. And we get to see the truth of God's word when God's saying, you know what? I can care less about your past, your, your, your present, or your future. I mean, but I desire your future to be good. I desire your present to be better. But your past, guess what? It's forgotten. If you're walking with me, when that's what the sword does, it divides our, our, new, our future from our past. As you know, some people like to take their past with them and say experience is the best teacher. But guess what? Experience don't teach you nothing but doing the same thing over and over again and using the same tactics to get past the same thing. But guess what? When it's a new battle, you can't use the same tactics in a new battle. Because the only thing it's going to do is lead you to continue to fight in that battle over and over and over and over again. And losing, 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 losing over and over and over again. And so the sword, what it does, let me finish the scripture. And so the second part of the scripture says, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So it's dividing so you can see what is what. And not have this thing saying, oh, well, my soul is good. My spirit man is good too. You know, but you know what? The soul and spirit are two different things. So is it giving you the depiction of what is what 
and what is what is this and what is that and so you'll know and so you'll be a decipher what's coming from what because you know sometimes our soul where all of our emotions and our will rests we want to talk ourselves into oh man because i feel this way because i'm feeling that way and that's not necessarily the truth that can lead us astray how i'm feeling um what we you know my my drive might be it might lead me astray from what god is really says is true so we really want the sword to yeah, be able to divide yeah, yeah, between yeah. what my soul is trying to say which is just my flesh versus what the spirit says which is true and you know what the scripture goes on and says and it says and the joints and the marrow so here you got the joints with what, what, what entails the bones but here's the marrow with that entails the blood we know bones and blood ain't the same thing but guess what it's telling you it divides even that to let you know it's two depictions two different things so it's not the same thing. So you will know definitely that blood is blood and you'll know definitely that joints and, 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 you know, joints are totally different where like muscles and veins and all that stuff, all that stuff come from. It's totally different than from the blood. And so here we are, we continue to go and it says, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So what's the thoughts? What am I thinking? Right? The intentions of my heart comes from the thoughts that I think. And so guess what? If I just think the thought and I never have the intention to do, it won't come to pass. But guess what? If my thoughts align with my intentions, these things will become. And guess what? We'll be lost in the sauce, as we may say. But, you know, the scripture is, is given just for that we may learn and understand how powerful the sword is. And I love that the beginning of this said that it's quick. That word quick means it's alive. It's very well alive. The word, the word of God is alive. His word is alive. It's not a dead word. It's not a, a literature book that has been written that sounds good. And it's a historical documentation. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a book of prophecies. And we just like kind of leave it there, but it's living. It's living. It absolutely has the power to go and get Get things changed and shift things and move things right I don't know if I, I sometimes I use examples of baking so if you if you don't bake forgive me for this analogy but if you bake if you take yeast it looks like it's dead but once you put a little warm water in there add a little sugar to activate it guess what it starts because it's it's still living it will start to produce and grow something it's so, starting to yeast yeast y'all <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it whatever that you made has doubled and size because why it's alive so so that's even even i'm not very good with like science and stuff but even the chair that we're sitting on right now is alive you know they're little particles that are there putting everything together and making things stay together it's alive so in the same way this this word the sword of the spirit is not just a a book but it it is filled with life and and it it gets us to get to the life source so that we can start to see some things happening. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you know, it's, it's amazing because you know, you know, I, you know, I was born in church, raised in the church, and guess what? I remember the old saints always saying that the sword. Here, I got my sword. I got my sword. Lifting oh, up that Bible. And guess what? And the new saints started saying, "I got my gun. I got my gun," which is equated. <laughs> I got to, that Glock, <laughs> which is equated to a sword. You know, but you know what? The sword, let alone the book. Right? What happens if you don't even read the book? That means you have no ammunition. 
You have no sword. It's not sharp and it's dull. Yes. You know, and so what happens when you get to know what's in the book? You get to know who the real, what the real sword is, who, who the word of God is, Amen. which is the sword That's of the, the spirit. Power. You get to know who he is and you get to see who he is. You know, I'm reminded of the scripture in Isaiah 49 and 2. And it says, and he made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. And he have let he have hid me and made me polish shaft in his quiver. Have he hid me? And so it's talking about the depiction of Christ, who he would be, who Isaiah was speaking about. He will be hid because guess what? It's not time for him to even come alive yet. But guess what? He will. And they said he would be like a sharp sword in my mouth. So his word will become like a sharp sword. So guess what? Before the living word was actually the living word, guess what? They had to speak about the living word and they had to use the same power of the living word to depict who he was and who he would be. So here's Isaiah giving a depiction of who the living word is. But let's move on to the New Testament. Let's get to Man. John because, you know, Johnny boy. <laughs> John says it quite, quite, quite amazing. And it's so interesting that that's when we see John also in the book of Revelation finishing off everything probably is now coming to life in the book of Revelation, the things that he was talking about in, in the gospels. But anyway, we're just going to read first John one. We all know this passage of scripture. So if you know it, just repeat after us and with us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Man. So loaded. (laughs) This scripture is so loaded, man. Amen. In the, beginning was the word and and it talks a lot like in between the one and 14 it talks about how the word made everything and everything was made because of the word and that's can you imagine that much power that the word created all things i mean this god's word was able to able to perform everything in the beginning yes man amen and then we we go on to verse 14 and wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let's, let's not even go there because okay. guess what when we read the word when we read when we read in genesis right when we read the the you know the bible the word of god right when we read it in genesis right we begin to see here is he speaking from the intentions of his heart his and it's coming out as his word oh God is speaking from the intent of his heart, how he's saying, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be this, let there be that, let there be. And then when he gets to let there be, let uh, let us make man in our likeness and our image, it's so amazing because here's his thoughts and intents of what he would make would be the image of himself. And he's detailing it from his own intents of his heart to it can become and look like him and be the representation of him on earth man and here he is he he made him both sides of meaning that he knew that he would make two people that would be a direct representation of his relationship with adam when he was gone adam and eve will be his representation of him being with adam them being together man it's so amazing you know what it makes me want to read some of this um in between the one and the 14 (laughs) i love this verse 10 says um he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not 
He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name, Man. that believe on his name. Remember that. Just just put your finger right there because we're going to go into some scripture that's going to really make that come alive. It says, even them that believe on his name, he gave them power to become the sons of God, yeah. which were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god and that's what you were saying that was his intention man. it was god's intention and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth yeah i don't know about you man but that truth is more than what the truth i got you know, <laughs> you know I, I can't sell it you know I, I can't put it on paper and say hit it's mine i'm gonna get money but no guess what this truth man it's the truth that god has given us all who said yes amen imagine this the sword that came in our life and cut those things out and removed them and god replaced them with him Ah. And so this makes it so that the word of God is not just a personal title. It's not like, oh, he's just talking about the word of God, the word of God. But it is, it, it's, 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 and it's not just, it, it is, sorry, a personal title. And it's not just the Bible itself. It's, it's not just a Bible, a historical book. It's not just a book of these prophecies that, oh, they came to pass. It's not just that it's living. It is, it, it is, it's personal. Like you said, when you start to think about how, when we understand who the word is and we start to see how, because of that, we were able to get that grace and truth to make the decision to say, I am, I am going to become the son of the living God. I mean, that's powerful. And that's the word that we want to talk about today. Don't just go around quoting scripture and it sounds nice. And, you know, I can quote this and I can quote that, but get to really know who the word is. And imagine this, man, we, we just did a, a Bible study in Revelation, right? And Revelation was so powerful because here's God detailing us having a relationship with him through the whole Bible. And he's Jesus is no longer the, the first chapter talks about Jesus, right? It said the revelation of Jesus Christ is saying who he is. We're going to reveal who he is, right? And then after that, it doesn't say Jesus anymore. It says the word of God, meaning that you have to have a relationship in order to know who he is. You have to know, you have to have the sword of the spirit in your life to remove things so you can have a spot for him to fit in. Man, because the, the sword does what? It divides, right? It divides up so you can actually know that this part, oh, this is in me. Oh, I ain't know that was in me. I got to get that out of there so he can actually fit in that place and fill that place for his with his love or his peace or whatever he wants to put in there. You know, in, in that place, you might have had lust. You might have had envy. You might have pride. You might have just had me, 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 self-righteousness, me, you know, and he's going to fill it with his desires and you having a desire for him. Man, it's, it's so amazing because, you know, you know, it's so amazing because here it is, we're talking about the sword, you know, and how this sword, and get the depiction of the sword, you know, the sword of the spirit, the sword, which is the word of God, not the, the Bible, which is my sword, but let's get it and just get more personal and say the sword that came to my life, the sword of the spirit that moved and removed the things of my heart, the callousness of my heart. 
you know, and the hardness of my heart. And it continues to remove things yes. that keeps me from Amen. being with God Amen. fully. Amen. You know, you know how the word says we're two sided with flesh and spirit. This, the sword continues to let us see that we have a spirit man Amen. and our flesh needs to be put under subjection. Yes. Man, that our flesh don't need to rob our spirit man of who we are. Amen. You know, you know how some people say, oh man, I'm being robbed. You know, I, I've been being bamboozled. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but the spirit man is being bamboozled by the flesh because we have so many things of the flesh around us. But here it is, the the the, the spirit, the, the, the sword of the spirit. Here's God saying, you know what? Help me. Let me help you remove some of that baggage so that the weight won't be hard. You know, Jesus, I'm reminded of the scripture when Jesus said, I'll come to make your burdens light. <laughs> Man, who wants to carry a bag that's heavy all day? Who wants to carry weights all day? And when God's saying, I want to make it light for you. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to be concerned. You don't have to be all this handsome. He wants to make it light. You know, I remind the scripture revelation chapter 19 verse 11 through 15. And it said, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon it was called faithful and truth. And in righteousness, he doeth judge and make war. What does a sword do? Divide, right? And so what happens when it starts to divide something it don't want to divide? It's going to be a war that break loose. But guess what? The truth and faith is going to come out of that. Because guess what? If God is, des is desiring you to see the change, guess what? He's only trying to give you the truth of the matter of what's going on. And guess what? The war happens when you don't want the truth or you're battling with the, the lie and the truth. So there's a war that breaks loose. And so let's finish the scripture off and let's keep going. And here it is in verse 12. It said, his eyes were a flame of fire. We know that when God's eyes is a flame of fire, that means his depiction of judgment is coming. Right. And it said his head was at, he, on his head was many crowns, meaning that he was the king of it all, man. You, 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 if you turn into a king that's false, guess what? Here's the king of it all. He knows everything. Okay, let's continue. And he said, he had his name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with his vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. Ah, the word of God, which what he's slanging that sword of the spirit, <laughs> which is coming out of his mouth with the Bible say in Hebrews again, that his, the, that, that his words is quick and powerful of the two edged sword divided. So here is the word of God, right? And the armies which are in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth go up a sharp sword oh like hebrews right a sharp sword that he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with the rod of iron and he tread up the wine press of his fierceness of the wrath of the almighty god the sword of the spirit what does it come to do divide divide so you can actually see the problem you can actually see that i had a divided heart you can actually depict because imagine this we have things in us that we got so embedded in us and we can't see it because guess what it's so many things in a way but here is god saying okay 
I want to pull those things out so you can get rid of it and so you don't lay dormant so they don't sneak up on you so they don't come around when you don't want them to you know you know that, that anger you have in your heart because you never never you've never dealt with it and so it just festers and festers because the people keep doing the same thing and all of a sudden one day you blow up yes that's what the sword does it brings that out so you can see it and know where it's coming from know the location know why know the reasons why and so that you may deal with your own issues and so the sword of the spirit the word of god may help you become exactly what god called you for exactly what his plan and purpose is for you and exactly the reason why the sword is so powerful amen i just really loved studying the book of revelation because you get to the end and you start to really see everything come to fruition or uh, not even fruition but like completion and you get to see that you know here he comes he's on a white horse and you know and he and and he has a name written upon him that only no one knows but himself and and it says that uh and his name is called the word of god and and his name is called the word of god meaning that we can go around again and quote scripture as much as we want to and make it sound like we we know what we're talking about but when we don't have that personal relationship then the word would never be active in our lives and i think that's the most important thing about understanding what the sword is the sword is powerful only when we make it personal only when we we get to the one who is the word of god the truth and and the one who is who was and is and is to come when we get to know him personally because this is this is what the g220 effect is all about we we desire that people have a personal relationship that keeps growing with jesus yeah why Because we can get so caught up in our righteous acts, like you were talking about. I was doing this. I was doing that. And these become just righteous acts because the Bible says, so. oh, it's in the Bible. So I do it. You know, it's in the Bible. So, so I do it. But it's doing nothing for your personal life. Right, you right. have no idea how many believers that we know that know the word in and out and have been doing things for the Lord, serving the Lord. But there's no change in their lives. They're battling with the same things over, over and over, over. and over and nothing is changing because you have not gotten to allow the sword to go in that word of God that to really know him and to allow him to do that personal thing where he divides asunder and allows you to see the truth and there be that transformation that happens within the heart so this is I, I just love that at the end of it all here comes the word and it's going to judge every single thing and call it false and a fallacy and that all this stuff that we held on to societal norms and, 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 and educational systems and, and banks and financial institutions and the people that told us we couldn't eat if we didn't have this mark on us, uh, all these things, they're going to be all judged. And he's going to say, I'm the word now. And nothing was made without me. And I'm going to tell you the truth of why things were made. And guess what's going to happen? I mean, the book of Revelation is just amazing. If you get a chance, go read it. (laughs) If you've read it, read it again. Because I just think that it's so awesome. We get to really understand. But I love that. And out of his mouth, go with a sharp sword. And with it should smite. He's going to use that to smite the nations and rule them with a rod of iron. Imagine this, though. It, It wasn't by force. You know, you know, it was, it wasn't, you know, the, the scripture say it's not by power or by might, it's by his spirit. 
So his spirit, right? The, the, the sword of the spirit. So this is what he's using, right? It's not he's using, you know, uh, by his spirit. It's like, oh, by because he's rolling, he's hovering around, and he just begins to. No, no, it's because, it's because the simple fact that the sword of the spirit, who he is, man, that sharp sword that proceeds out of his mouth will smite the nation. His words will smite the nation because what he speaks will become. Yes. What he says is, you know, so. and it's and it's absolutely truth. Imagine that. Like, I don't know, maybe when we were younger and you got caught in a lie. Right. And you said, I didn't do this. You tell your parents I didn't do it. And then they, because they're wiser than you and smarter than you. Right. I'm just using something natural here. And they say, oh, well, you couldn't. I'll give an example. This is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm not going to call out any names. But when we were younger, I had certain cousins who were boys and didn't believe in taking baths, you know. And so they'll go and say, I took a bath. Oh, but your towel is dry. How did you take a bath? <laughs> Let me look at your legs. And they look ashy and then dusty. So that you get caught because why? They speak the truth and immediately you feel guilty. And imagine that times a thousand when the word starts to speak that everything I created, it was for this purpose. And there's nothing else. That's what the Bible says in Revelation, that there'll be nothing for man to hold on to. The earth will be gone. All these things will be done away with. What are we going to be left with? Nothing but the truth. And so that's that rod of iron that just speaking his word alone is going to cause the everything in us. He created us even. So how, what are we going to hide behind when we have nothing else to hide behind? Remember Adam went and hit himself and tried to find some fig leaves so he can hide himself because he knew that he couldn't stand uh, being exposed in that sense. And when glory is around, you're exposed. So, so in the same way, when his word of truth comes, there will be nothing, nothing for us to, to hold on to, but just allow the word to, to speak and be what it is. And it will do away with injustice and, and, and wickedness and people who right now think that they're mighty in high, in high places because they have billions in their bank accounts. All of that will be done away with. Oh, imagine this, just the heart issues that you have, the yes. things that cause you to be yes. a certain way and say, this is me, this is who I'm going to be. You know, the, the, this is what God is trying to do in his relational stance with us. He's trying to get us to see that you need something to help you become who you are Hallelujah. in him. Meaning that you need the sword. Yes. You need the sword of the spirit, right? You need that thing that's going to divide you and so you actually can see the issues. Yes. Because here you are standing thinking, I'm good. But guess what? The sword is saying, nah, you're not, bro. You ain't good. You got the issues before you that's causing you to think that you're well. But here it is. You're sick. Yes. <laughs> Man. So. And your sickness is going to continue to be a snowball affecting your life. Not only affecting you, but your family and your generations to come with the same sickness. And so what we're saying to you, take heed. Yes. Grab the sword Amen. and let it do what it do. The sword comes to divide the heart so you actually can see what's going on in the heart. And you actually, when you think you can start to make the changes, don't try to make the changes yourself. Give them up to him. Amen. And watch what he can do. He'll make the changes in the rearranging. He'll show you yourself. And you begin to say, I don't like myself. Or you begin to say, you harden your heart and say, I'm good. 
either one of the two because you do have to make a choice in this and he's not going to force you to make any choice based on what he think he's not a slave master so he's not going to force you to it but guess what he'll lead you to it and guess what you'll make the choice to whether you want to change or you don't and so that is the sword and what it does and if you are in the vicinity when you need the sword to change your life take it grab it reach out and allow it to do what it's going to do amen let it have that power in your life this has been the g220 effect and we're ghosts